0: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're
1: still
0: seeing it quite well
1: through that haze. He might 37 seconds. The fight is growing E equals MC. 13. That all
0: men are created equal. About the future in a beast. And growing strength in the air. We can take the tears <laughs>
2: down. We're on. I happening. Coming up on stage. Yeah.
1: This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Finding Your Frequency Fridays. What a great day it is today. We've been uh, getting three days of straight rain here in Phoenix, which is very odd for us. And we finally got some sun today, so I'm feeling really excited about the weekend and about Finding Your Frequency. I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Circle. Are you struggling to make five minutes, not turn up into five hours with those mobile devices, with those kids in the house, Circle? We'll set some limits and end screen time debate with your kids once and for all. Right now, our listeners get thirty bucks off a Circle Home plus when you visit meetcircle.com forward slash frequency and enter frequency at the checkout. I'm also here with our esteemed co-host, Mr. Jeff Spinard. Uh, Is finally in the house. I was
0: wondering when you were going to bring me in. I was getting <laughs> uh, lonely over here. We're doing commercial a it breeze first. <laughs> I am doing fantastic, Ryan. Uh, You mentioned a three-day run of rain, which (laughs) I'm not all that happy with because you know I'm traveling back to Rhode Island tomorrow to spend a week with my mother and my brothers for the holiday, for the Thanksgiving. So So you get to go from rain to
1: rain. Rain to cold and rain, rain, so yeah. (laughs) Always but, excited about that. Hey, but you know what? It's always good to be uh, back home during the holidays and cultivating those relationships with the family and making <laughs> <laughs> memories, right? It's all about the <laughs> football family. You got to have family. You know, today's show, the premise behind it is putting business on the back burner and checking on your relationships. Like going to see family. Exactly. You know, a lot of people, I think, get so wrapped up in you know their, their work lives and, and pushing through career stuff, and they just don't stop for a minute. Take a step backwards and make sure that all of their relationships are on the up and up and, you know, people go through that time span, you know, time over time over time and you end up with toxic relationships and relationships that, you know, need to be rebuilt, remaintained and all that fun stuff. So we're going to talk about that today with our guest and what a great guest this one is. We got a guest. She's an author. She's a speaker. She's a love activist and she is also the uh, author of a new book called Choose Love, A Simple Path to Health joyful relationships. Margot Schumann, welcome to the
0: show.
3: Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here.
0: It is great to have you on today and we're looking forward to learning uh, a lot about things from you today. Yeah, and I think with the upcoming holidays, too, this is just a great time
1: to talk about those relationships and, you know, how you can make sure to maintain those with the loved ones. And everybody knows when you go to Thanksgiving and you get around the family, sometimes tempers can flare and things get said. And, you know, it's uh, important to take a step back and remember what what's important, you know?
3: <laughs> definitely, definitely.
1: So, Margot, you know, finding a frequency is all about that 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 journey, that mission, uh, and 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 finding your frequency in life and in business and following your passion. So, tell us the story about Margot Schulman and how you found your frequency and decided to run down this path of helping people with their relationships.
3: Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Um, So, in some ways, the journey started for me about four years ago when I uh, was in my couples therapist's office uh, with my ex-husband, husband husband at the time, and it really became crystal clear that our marriage was over, and it was a very scary time, obviously, for anyone who's been through divorce. Um, We had two kids together, and... There was a lot of emotion. I felt um, obviously afraid for the future. I felt afraid for my kids. I felt like a failure. Um, I had failed in our marriage. And there was a lot, of, a lot of guilt and sadness and fear. And I started at that point to really work on myself uh, with a therapist and realized that it wasn't just that relationship, but that I'd really never had a healthy romantic relationship in my entire life. And I started to see the patterns, I started to see where they had originated from in my childhood. And I even started to see where other relationships in my life weren't as healthy as I would want them to be. And what happened though was I got very clear on all that but i didn't i didn't learn any tools for how to actually shift those relationships so in some ways i was left worse off than when i had originally not understood anything because once i had the understanding then i felt even more guilt that i couldn't figure out how to make any changes and so i i went from there i left therapy and i decided to try to understand relationships i started reading tons of books on relationships I became a certified coach in relationships and really the original goal with that was for me to learn the tools for myself and then once I learned tools and started see and putting them into action and started really seeing the changes in both romantic relationships and also in the relationships with friends with my parents with my sister with everybody in my life I, I realized, okay, this this is the thing that's been missing for me and I think for so many other people, these real concrete tools that you can use in your life to, to make those real shifts that we all want.
1: You know, you, you, you were talking about your early relationship with your husband and you, you like knew that it was over. What were some of those, you know, I guess, warning signs or some, you know, flags, uh, you know, uh, Jeff and I love football. So some of the, you know, yellow flags they throw out on the field, but, um, what were some of those identifiers for you where you were like, man, this is totally not working.
3: Hmm. Well, we had, part of it was our lives were very, very separate by that point. Um, we didn't. Again, you know, who knows what would have happened if we had the tools that I have now. But we, we didn't. We didn't know how to come back together. We didn't know how to reconnect um, in any kind of way, whether it was through talking, through doing things together. We just had really gone very separate paths, um, and and I think we had lost a lot of respect for each other, um, and that's one of the big things that I see. Uh, in relationships now and people that I coach, if there isn't that respect, if there isn't, you know, a baseline of trust and respect in your relationship, it's really hard to come back from that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I've had my own, you know, disappointments with, uh, you know, divorce and you know, feeling the sadness and the disappointment and, you know, did I do something wrong? And, you know, you go through the whole uh, emotional roller coaster with that. Mm-hmm. Where did you learn uh, the tools that, that you know now?
3: Well, a lot of it I learned through the, the coaching certification program that I did. And then a lot of it I really, I used from all of the research I had done. So I, I think there's actually a lot of value and wisdom to be gleaned from um, Buddhist thought leaders. Uh, so one okay. of the things I, I talk about in the book, I use this example of, uh, from Thich Nhat Hanh, who's an amazing uh, Buddhist monk, and he has something he calls uh, no earache today and it's this idea that we always you know it seems to be the human condition to wake up in the morning and to immediately notice everything that hurts right all the aches and pains and we do that in our relationships too you know it's it again it seems kind of human nature or just by rote that we start noticing about no, start noticing the things about our loved ones that annoy us that,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> agreed <laughs>
3: Right. And, and, and it's easy. It's, you know, you can do that without thinking. You can just, you can do that without thinking, like I said. So, but you can start to practice not doing that. So you can start to practice, for instance, every night, you know, before you go to sleep, lying next to your partner to, either think or even better to say to the other person five things that you appreciate about them right nice. and and it's, it's it's such a simple thing but it starts building a new habit of of show of feeling right. appreciation yeah. first and then showing the other person appreciation.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I was going to ask that too, because you know, that that's a great tool on how to kind of get past some of those things. But you know, when, when you're in a, a relationships, especially like a long-term relationship, there's, you know, f- for me in relationships that I've had, there's always something that just chaps me. Like I just can't get over it. And, you know, no matter how many times I could, you know, tell somebody how much I appreciate the things that they do and, and, other components, you know, like where you talk about those five things and making sure that you tell them those things that you appreciate, but how do you communicate to your partner in a relationship uh, about some of those things that are, you know, you know that chap you that, that maybe mm. you wish they would change without setting them on a path of feeling like they're attacked or they're doing something wrong. Like, where do you, yeah. where, where do yeah. you do that collaboratively?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and so one thing I would, the first thing I would say about that is, is a key to me is, is to look at it, two things at the same time. One is that you and your partner are on the same team, You know to always come back to that mindset that you're on the same team. So if there's a problem that comes up, it's the two of you together against the problem. Do you see what
0: I mean
1: by
3: that? Yes, I
0: definitely see what you mean.
1: Yeah, because I think I think a lot of times people might be like, "Well, hey, this is your problem. I'm identifying it with you, and like you need to go fix it." It was
0: never a team (laughs) thing. It never felt like a team thing. We, you know, that was something that I didn't have the tools or the know-how. To get past that, and it just got worse and worse.
1: Yeah, and I've had some experiences on my own. You know, I've been I've been with the same woman for well over twenty years since nineteen ninety eight, and you know, we go through ups and down times, and there's always something. And you just taught me something because a lot of times I'll be like, "Yo, dude, this is your thing to deal with," you know, (laughs) not my my thing to deal with. Yeah, dude. Uh, And uh, and so yeah, that's a that's a really good approach, and you know, maybe it's more like, "Let me help you with this problem. Let's work on it together."
3: Right, right. So, yeah, so that's step number one. And that that can be, like you said, a very simple mindset shift where you just see it as, you know, this, for you and your wife, you obviously have a lot of love for each other and you've Bad invested a, yeah, a lot of time <laughs> and energy into your relationship. So when something comes up that's hurting one of you, it's hurting the other one too. So, sure. yeah, so you're a team against the problem. And then, and this might sound almost opposing the first idea, but it's not. It's to always remember that the person is not you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right.
3: (laughs) Right. And again, it sounds so simple, but for instance, you know, I was talking to, to someone the other day and she was saying how her husband said to her, I want to be your rock. Right. And I loved that because I've heard that from other men, right? And and I th- and I imagine, I don't know her husband, but I imagine to him, that meant, I want to be solid for you. You know, I want to nice be the place. You
0: see in the movies. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah I wanna, I wanna, well, I want to be, be, your be like <laughs> your rock, like the place that you always can come back to that's yeah, solid, that yeah. never moves.
1: I'm like, I want to be your teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: that's what she said. She was like, a rock? That's cold and hard. And I that. <laughs> but... If they didn't talk about it, you know, if they didn't get underneath it, you know, the the underneath it is that he they want the same thing. They want to love each other and be there for each other. Mm -hmm. So to just remember, like, if your partner says something or is doing something that feels horrible to you in some way, you know, to not assume that they're doing it either purposely to annoy you or, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because they're totally just not thinking about your feelings and to to have a conversation about it, you know, and to understand what's going on. It's
0: it's so hard because, you know, I I mean, I know different things happen in different relationships. Uh, I was with my wife for 15 years. We weren't married for 15. I think we were married for about five or six. I forget exactly. Uh, Maybe that's part of the reason why I'm divorced. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we we just see, there were things that annoy, we annoy each other. And you know, we could never quite come to that conversation, uh, that fix-it conversation. We could fight the hell out of whatever was you know aggravating us, but to come to some kind of conclusion or make it right, we just didn't know how to do that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I mean, who really knows? You know, most of us aren't taught how to have healthy relationships, right. right? I mean, so, yeah, unfortunately, it's yeah, I don't not... Have, I don't ever remember a
0: relationship class in
1: high school.
3: Right?
0: No. <laughs> Had a lot of great relationships. Uh, you know, it was that the last one, uh, 15 year that, uh, you know, didn't quite make it through, although she's the only woman I ever married, so.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough, and especially... On top of the fact that no, we don't have relationship class in high school, we also have a lot of cultural conditioning around what what we ex- it causes us to expect certain things in our relationships that are just not true. You know, um, you, relationships take work. You know, I think
2: sure.
3: a Lots. lot of people we have this idea that oh, you ha-, like you get the guy or you get the girl, and that's the hard work, and then the work <laughs> is over, right? right? <laughs> yeah, and. That's just not reality. But if you go into relationships thinking that, of course, it's going to get hard when problems come up and you don't have the tools to solve them. And then you're going to feel overwhelmed and confused and, you know, and lost. It's, it's Margo, it's,
1: uh, I, I work with my wife, right? So we see each other. More time in a given day than probably the average couple who are uh, in a relationship, and mm-hmm. there's sometimes that it's very strainful because we get home and 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 we can't get out of work mode, and so we like talk about work for too long and and don't move into our own lives. And then there's other times where I'm just so grateful too that I get you know to spend that much time and we see each other. And uh, when you say relationships take work, I think that's an understatement because you know it's 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 like it's It it takes work. It takes sacrifice. I feel like for me specifically, I've had to look deep down at myself at certain times and be like, "You know what, Ryan? You are totally in the wrong here. You are a jerk." Um, and I, but I, I think I think that's one of the tools that a lot of people, um, you know, may not know how to how to use, like taking that step back and doing some self evaluation of yourself and not necessarily projecting all the problems at your partner. Like some of it has to do with you know you.
2: Mm hmm.
3: Yeah, I love that you brought that up. And and that's a huge thing that I another big mindset shift that I really try to teach clients is that relationships can be your greatest source of, of personal growth if you look at them that way. Um, like you said, you know, you can really look at every situation, any any discomfort that comes up or any argument or annoyance. And always take it as an opportunity to look at yourself, you know, and whether it's question yourself and and acknowledge, okay, I was just a jerk, right? Then (laughs) that's helping you build your integrity. If it's something where you felt hurt and you can take a moment to look at that, okay, why do I feel hurt? You know, what's going on for me? And you can either share that with your partner, which which builds intimacy with your partner when you can be vulnerable and honest. or it, it gives you an opportunity to learn how to take care of yourself in that moment also. So all like anything that happens is a great opportunity to really strengthen and learn and grow in yourself in your own relationship with yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna use a, a, f- a funny example. I, I hope you like this. So there's a song by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock called "Joy and Pain," right? Yes. <laughs> and, and and the lyric the lyrics are like "joy and pain" are like sunshine and rain, and. Yes. I totally feel like that. Sometimes you have days where it's like all rainbows and puppy dogs and other Mm -hmm. days it's like, you know, tornadoes and thunderstorms and, you know, Mm -hmm. that's the challenge of relationships, right? It's trying to be able to, you know, find more sunshine and less rain.
3: (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I think I even used that quote somewhere. Um, Yeah. And I, I totally agree. And I, I would say, to really like as you said to look for the sunshine so that when you're in the sunshine to really let yourself feel that and and be in it you know because life does bring pain life does bring us constant opportunities to have to work through the the thunderstorms so when you're when you're in a celebration mode you know to really give yourself permission to have fun, to enjoy it, to feel the love, to feel the connection, and to not kind of push through that onto the next thing.
1: Yeah, 100%. there, Jeff just wrote a note to me. He
0: said, mine is Love Stinks. <laughs> uh, there's a song called Love Stinks. Yes, and sir. I'm just joking, you know.
1: Uh, <laughs> and
0: of course, it wasn't
1: all bad, but... Margo, when I listen to you talk, you're like a black belt level relationship expert here. She's just like...
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> See, you seem to have really good answers for a lot of these questions, and you know uh, we really appreciate you being on. I want to change gears for just a second, and uh, I want to ask you a question. Do you have Do you have kids?
3: I do. I you, have two wonderful children.
1: Is 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 there one thing in your household that is a point of contention? This thing called screen time, right? Yeah, you you're. Mm-hmm. Are you are you are you fighting that battle like I am?
3: Always, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mentioned early in the show, right? You never want to. Uh, put a limit where you tell your kid Hey, you know, you get five more minutes on your iPad And then sometimes on a Saturday afternoon You're doing laundry, you're doing housework And that five minutes turns to five hours mm-hmm. right? And uh, I think kids face a million online distractions There's Fortnite video games And Snapchat and Instagram, TikTok, YouTube And, you know, the list of social sites go on This yeah. product that I'm going to talk about, Circle Makes it super easy uh, to take childhood offline when needed So they can focus on homework, chores, bedtime, or relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times if you're so engaged with the screen, like how are you building social relationships? And it's something for me. And I wanted to bring this up with you because how can you make relationships if you're playing video games all the time and you never walk out of the house, right? And so I think, I think as a parent, it's our responsibility to help, you know, force them to be social in certain places because, you know, we, we don't want the kids, you know, buying apps that they shouldn't or signing up for social networks that they're too young for. And I think that's why this product is so cool for me is, um, with Circle, you can rest easy knowing that. They're safe inside the guidelines you set. It's the easiest way to manage your family's online time across all the connected devices in your house. I got one of the Circle devices, and it was so cool. You just plug it into your house, connect it to your Wi-Fi, and then your devices in the house then connect to that device uh, so for access to the Internet. And then you can use the mobile app to then limit what content your kids can look at how long they can be on you can set all these different parameters and keep track across every single connected device whether it's a smart tv a laptop a phone video game consoles and you can manage it all from one app how cool is that that's pretty cool Definitely. (laughs) So make sure you guys go down to meetcircle.com forward slash frequency and enter the frequency code to save $30. You'll get $30 off when you go to meetcircle.com forward slash frequency and enter frequency at checkout because, you know, we got to have time for relationships.
3: Definitely.
0: (laughs) So talk about some of the speaking events you've done. Uh, You did a TED talk too, didn't you?
3: I did. That was, um, it's interesting. In some ways, it could look like it's a totally different topic, but to me, it's all related. Uh, So the TED Talk was about uh, a nonprofit I started in my local town to offer pay-what-you-can meals uh, with the idea Sort of similar to a soup kitchen or something along those lines, but mm-hmm. with the idea that the food would be very high quality um, and that people could come and literally pay what they wanted. So people who have money, who feel comfortable paying for a nice meal could pay a little extra and that would go to cover someone less fortunate or having a difficult time in the community and it would cover their uh, the cost for their meal.
0: That is so cool. How did that uh, campaign go?
3: Um, well, it it was an interesting. I it was an interesting situation. I learned a ton about it. I wound up from that organization taking a full time job running a soup kitchen um, in Poughkeepsie, which is near where I live. Wow. And uh, and and that was a. At the time, it was a really amazing opportunity for me. Uh, oh, we I were can feeding. Only imagine. Yeah, we were feeding. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of people every single day. Um, and I definitely learned a lot about uh, boundaries and mm-hmm. not taking stuff personally in relationships. Uh, you know, when you, when you work in that kind of setting, I had people that, you know, all different kinds of people from the people coming to eat to the volunteers that came to help me cook and help me serve. Um, but I got very, very clear on a really important lesson that's important for any kind of relationship, which is what whatever someone was bringing at me that day, whether, you know, one day I might have someone being really kind to me and saying, thank you so much for the food. You're so wonderful. You're like an angel. And the next day something would have happened or their meds got messed up or, you know, who knows what happened right, in their life. Right. And yeah. they would tell me I was the devil. I hate,
1: I hate it when my meds get <laughs> messed up. <That> bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to make light of that, but uh, I do hate it when my meds get messed up.
3: Yeah, well it <laughs> it can be really you know, night and day for people right. and how they feel. And so for me experiencing that, it was it was very clear, you know, this is about that person, whatever's going on for them, I don't have to take it personally. And that's another big thing that I brought into relationships with my kids you know again like if my kid is throwing a temper tantrum because I'm making her take a bath one night or my son you know I tell him he has to do his homework before playing video games I know (laughs) that I don't have to take it personally you know they can be mad all they want sure it doesn't mean I'm going to change my mind about what I'm telling them to do
1: right oh they'll try to change your mind though They'll try sure. really hard. <laughs> uh-huh. I feel like some of these kids nowadays are like level ten con artists. That, you know, they're just like, you know, they go they're like spend their whole day like, all right, when I get home and my mom says I need to do my homework, how can I get
0: out of that? Let me think about that. <laughs> yeah. And of course when you have multiple kids, like I have five kids. Yeah. They all have their own personalities <laughs> and the way to go about things and it's true. You know what? When you lay down the law and they, something needs to be done. Get it done. You're not going to change my mind or, you
1: know. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, when you first found love, how you felt so good, the kind that lasts forever, more so that you thought it would. That's another quote from Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. We're sitting here (laughs) with... Margot Schulman, activist, author, facilitator, and love and sex and relationship coach with 16 years of experience coaching individuals to create peace, freedom, and love in their lives. You guys are listening to Finding Your Frequency right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and on the flip side, we'll talk a little bit more about how important maintaining your relationships are right here on Voice America. Stay tuned, guys.
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
1: Shapeshift World was created to help business owners reach their maximum potential and achieve their dreams. We do this by focusing on the fastest path to cash through planning, product innovation, automation, and social media engagement. Businesses hire Shapeshift to change the way they communicate to their prospects, customers, and employees because their business results are lackluster and sales are not moving the needle fast enough. Using Codebreaker AI technology with our customers, we will change your company's communications and delivery approach to an organic style that cannot be unlearned and works for everyone. The bottom line, at ShapeShift World, we increase sales velocity by up to 300% systemically while reducing the time it takes to close the sale. To get your personality and company assessment a $100 value, just text CODEME, C-O-D-E-M-E, to the phone number seven two zero 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 and connect with us. It's the first step in shifting the way you think to change the world. Text code. To the phone number 72000. Are you tired of hearing the future is already here? We are too. That may have been yesterday's future, but today's future hasn't happened yet. Take a deep breath, tune out the hype, the noise, and turn up the volume. Voice America brings you savvy, art of the possible technology visionaries talking about how today's innovations right now are shaping every aspect of our real future. We'll laser focus our spotlight on workplace health, digital media, transportation, smart cities, social marketing, fashion, Food, smart home, consumer gadgets, and buzzworthy tech like artificial intelligence, machine learning, Internet of Things, augmented reality, and lots more. Clear your calendar and open your mind for technology revolution, the future of now. With the most upbeat host on global radio, Bonnie D. Graham. Listen anywhere, anytime, on any device.
3: Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do, too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice
0: AM Variety.
1: Stimulating talk. Gets those synapses in your brain firing really
0: fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
2: Coming
1: up on stage. You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show.
0: Call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm one of the hosts here today, Ryan Treasure, and we're here with CEO and President of World Talk Radio, Mr. Jeff Spinard. Jeff. It's good to have yes, you back sir. on, brother.
0: You know, it's really good to be back on, getting back into the swing. Uh, of course, next week we get a holiday, so it'll be, uh, what, next show is... Sixth? It'll be like the yeah whatever that is in yeah, December. Yeah. So, but we'll be live December in studio 6th. on that one too. So yeah, we have the yeah, R, nice the, R the R, network
1: or something. Those the guys R are network. coming into the yep. studio. And then yep. uh, on Friday next week, we have a show that's going to be dropping with the CEO of Ignite Visibility. We had a nice conversation with him about digital marketing, search engine optimization. Uh, I dropped the uh, I dropped the question: Is digital marketing the new cold call? Uh, which was kind of funny. So you guys <laughs> right. have to turn it tune into that interview, it was, a, it was a good one. That'll drop on we're Friday.
0: scheduled long into the future. Yeah, while you guys
1: are Black Friday shopping, right, plug in finding your frequency from your favorite podcast location and listen up and make sure to give us five stars because we like those better than four. But uh, we're, we're here talking to uh, Margo. Margo is an author of a fantastic book called Choose Love, A Simple Path to Healthy, Joyful Relationship. Marget, Margo Shulman, thank you for, for being on today. We really appreciate you uh, taking time to get into this one-hour live radio show and we were talking offline during the commercial break about you know keeping stuff fresh and staying connected and kids relationships and relationships with relatives so i think we want to uh, probably start with the most important thing for those folks who have a relationship is if you've been in a long-term relationship and you know you you get into your grind, you get into your routine and sometimes you kind of get out of touch and, you know, maybe, maybe you haven't had date night in a while or you haven't got to spend some quality time. And so that'd be my first question. As we come out of this commercial break, how do you coach uh, couples to keep things fresh, keep things exciting?
3: That's definitely a common, very common theme in couples these days. And, we talked, you know, I I brought something up earlier in the conversation um, about this idea of of practicing gratitude for your partner, and I think that that's a great place to start. And you you just mentioned the idea of the date night. I like to tell people this idea, you know, date night can be can feel overwhelming, you know have to get the sitter and we got to find the day and then we're exhausted and we don't, do we really want to get dressed up and go out? But to make it, to make it something even simpler, you know, spend five minutes a day at the end of the day, whether, and just pick a way to reconnect to your partner. You know, there's different ways you can reconnect. There's different ways to build intimacy You can have a conversation about that um you know it could be five minutes of of planned snuggling where you're you're just snuggling that's it or it could be five minutes of telling each other about your day or telling each other what you are excited about you know for the next for the next year of your life (laughs) thanksgiving um It could, or it could be doing something that you both enjoy together that maybe you haven't done in a while. But you know, to to have that conversation, to make it a priority in your regular routine, to build to build that habit of of focusing on reconnection, and you know, even the even the discussion around how to reconnect can be a way of building intimacy and and building more connection. You know. What do you like what would work for you? Does do you want to snuggle or do you want to go <laughs> to the movies together? That kind of thing. And and again, coming back to that place of of love and, and affection and seeing the other person as someone that you you chose to spend your life with.
1: Yeah, that's a that's an important point. You know, I, I, I agree it it's it, it's it's a great idea. What you're saying, it's so hard to practice it though. (laughs) You know, you look okay, how you were having trouble. With I know, because I'm, I'm like, I'm <laughs> like, she's she's right, and and I understand what she's saying. But then I think about just you know internalizing that and looking at you know the way that life is, especially when you have kids and they have a bunch of activities, and you know you're in and out of the house and all that kind of stuff. And it, it does it makes it tough to take a step back and kind of say, hey, well, what are we doing for us, or how we how do we, how have we had date night? And you know, I know for me and my wife, snuggling is just completely out the window. Neither one of us are snugglers, so, but. <laughs> (laughs) But, yeah, no, you're right. I think doing things like you used to do earlier in the relationship, which is what caused you guys to bond together in the first place, I think is probably, for me, would be a good place to start. And um, those are great, great words of wisdom.
0: Yeah, I get get a question, too. Uh, Yes. You know, being the holidays, of course, I told you I was going back to uh, Rhode Island to visit the family and stay with my mom and my brothers. Now— my brothers uh, can sometimes really get me uh, a little riled up, a little on the uh, the peeve side, <laughs> uh, you know. And I like to, you know, stay in that uh, place of love. Um, with the family, especially during the holidays, and definitely for my mother, too. I don't want to start throwing my brothers around if I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so how do how does one stay in that place of love mm-hmm. um, you know, with the family?
3: Yeah. well, can I ask you, can you give me an example of something that particularly Absolutely. keeps you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. My brother knows everything. Uh, He is the foremost expert on whatever he's talking about, (laughs) and he's just talking straight out of his you-know-what, and (laughs) that bothers me.
3: Okay, so why (laughs) can you tell me why that bothers you?
0: Uh, Because he's so adamant that he's right and nobody else has uh, any opinion on it. It's Uh his way or no way at all.
3: Uh Uh-huh. And... Do you f- Are you attaching to that the meaning that he thinks you don't know anything?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. So what I would say is to recognize that that's, that that's what's underneath it, right? You feel that he thinks uh, you don't know anything. Okay. Do you really? like So if you stop now when he's not right in front of you and think about it, Logically, do you do you think he really thinks you don't know anything?
0: No, no, absolutely not. Um, okay. But yeah, I guess it's on that subject. But you're right. What you said makes sense.
3: Yeah, so I'm not saying it to – I'm not telling you don't let it bother you because that doesn't work. But <laughs> it, what I would suggest is in the moment when you start to feel yourself getting peeved, right, take a breath and – And let yourself notice, oh, this is really, this is really bothering me right now. Kind of give yourself that acknowledgement that it's bothering you Uh and take a moment. And in that moment, you can notice, okay, I'm, I'm a big enough person to be annoyed with him and also to remember that he loves me and I love him.
0: Yeah, okay. Okay. Yes, it does. It does. Uh my brother and my mother are the, are the worst. <laughs> because they both know it all, you know, and to, to hear them go back and forth is like, wow, okay. But uh, you know, something like that, uh, maybe I can share that with my mother.
3: <laughs> yeah, and and again to not to not try to not try to make yourself not feel what you're feeling because again, it doesn't work. And then you just get, it actually makes the feeling feel bigger. So yeah. Acknowledge the feeling, notice that it's there. Okay. And then say, what else, what else am I feeling right now? And see if you can find the love or just kind of the, you know, in those kind of cases, I think a lot of times, it can be easy to just find that affection because he's your brother and you've known him your whole life, right? Of course, right. So it can be easy to find that kind of... um,
0: And of course, there's always going to be love there. You know, my brothers, I've got two brothers and... You know, we grew up, you know, fighting and I gotta, uh, being one, you know, <laughs> being on the same team. I got to throw a
1: curveball in here on this one. So <laughs> okay. in, in, in this particular moment, right, where, you know, the brother is over here uh, talking and thinking he knows everything. And the other brother is over here self-realizing that this is really getting to him. The Uh brother still thinks he knows everything and he's still talking and still saying these things that are still making the other person mad. So even though that you can take a step back (laughs) and you can say, hey, you know, uh, I'm getting upset because I feel like my brother thinks I don't know anything. I understand what's going on right here. But that doesn't actually solve the problem. How do you get to some kind of resolve or is that possible? Good question.
3: How do you get into some kind of resolve? With him, do you mean, or yeah, because like, he, how do you get him to stop doing that? Yeah, or like, do you-
1: like you, because literally, you you, 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 I know exactly where Jeff's at because I've been in, I've been in a, a scenario like that too, and I know, I've been like, look, I know, but I don't want to be mean, but I really want to tell them to stop talking because they don't know everything, but at the same time, it's upsetting me. I don't want to make the escalate this or make it worse, but you still have the problem of this person thinks they know everything and it bugs me, even though you can recognize that you, you, you have that issue. Where can you find some resolve and find some, you know, common middle ground to mitigate that for future uh, and, and interactions. You know,
0: John, you know he's very smart. He's a highly intelligent Yeah, he's super uh, smart, gentleman. dude. Yeah. But, yeah. And that's why and I think he's always right. I have people right. like
3: that in my family, too, so I totally get it. Um, well, the first thing I would say is you can't make someone change their behavior, right? I mean, you can't make someone else, you can't make people do what you want them can to do. You work that's on just, yourself. Right, you could only change your reaction to it. You could only change how you respond to people doing yeah. annoying things. And the reason I said to to start with giving yourself that minute is from the minute then you can choose how to respond. You know, then you you can choose to walk away, right? That's a choice. Yep. You could choose to say something ridiculous back to him like you know you could make it a game where you start like asking him do you know about this or what about this do you know like whatever uh-huh. like you could, so you could john what it, is the like, meaning
1: of life <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> right you know everything this is something i've been wanting to know my whole life why are humans here right like
1: <laughs> right, right right right
3: yeah <clears throat> so,
1: he would have an answer for that
3: yeah give he yourself
0: would have, so I hope you start going
3: <laughs> right it may it may get interesting right and it'll break up that pattern that you always have Yeah. Um, and just create a little more space a little more lightness mm. You know, a little oh, you, more. I've definitely
0: he, learned to deal with it much better over the years. Uh, so
1: I got, I got a plan. Here's what you do: you just go. I've been watching Disney Plus. I got this new show called The Mandalorian, and in the second episode, every time this guy would speak, he would always end it with "I have spoken." Yeah. So that's all you have to do is like you say something, you just stop him right there and say "I have spoken." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Well, you again. You can. Give yourself that space to, to then choose how you want to react so that, so that you don't, whether it's, you know, I'm sure we've all had those moments where we react to things like that in just straight anger, straight frustration. And then over time you learn to control that, but then you're spending so much energy to control that reaction that that's not very enjoyable either. Um, And just, you know, play, like, look at it. Change your mindset about it and look at it as how can I make this more fun for me? I'm not going to change him, but how can I make it more fun for me?
0: Right,
1: right. Just like right in the middle of them talking, like let's play baseball.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know it doesn't happen nearly as much nowadays. And when we were younger, you know, in our twenties and whatnot. But yeah, you know, John. So yeah, I do. <laughs>
1: and do you know genius uh, but while we're talking about siblings and uh, i want to kind of shift gears just a little bit i want to talk about kid relationships um i have a six-year-old daughter and uh she's an only child and so one of her things is she's always wants somebody to play with because we don't have brothers and sisters in the house for her to play with so it's you know neighbors friends from school those types of things and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you a story right uh, my daughter goes to dance and so um, she, she loves going to dance and so as she's cultivating a new relationship with uh, somebody who moved in on in our neighborhood uh, we, we, we we go to dance and uh, the, the, the friend says oh I want to go to dance with you guys and the dance place allows drop in classes so you can go and do one class to see if you like it so my wife's like yeah sure come on go ask your mom and see if it's okay or whatever and we'll take you to the class and so they go to the class and they're having a good time and uh, my daughter's been dealing with the same dance teacher for like three years so they have a really good relationship and i've even told the dance teacher like you know i'm pretty strict like don't let my daughter um don't don't let her you know be silly or misbehave if she starts acting that way like bring her to the front of the class or you know in the front of the line so that way you can mitigate that because um, that's what she requires she's a pretty smart kid she'll figure out any which way to get out of anything and um and so the other girls there, they're dancing. And so that happened in class where, you know, the girl uh, or not the girl. My daughter had done something, wasn't paying attention. Right. She told her to come to the front of the class. And so when the class got over, then the the neighbor girl goes and tells my wife, oh, Marley got in trouble. Now she can't come back to dance. And in my head, I'm like. But that's not what happened. And then I think about cultivating relationships. And for me as a parent, I'm thinking, all right, well, how much time do I want my daughter to spend with this other kid? Because I feel like if you're going to be friends, you going over there and saying something that's not the truth that could possibly hurt them is not really A friendly type thing to do Like If one of my friends Was to go You know Do that to me And say Oh well Ryan did something That he didn't do And now he can't do something I'd be like Are you really my friend Because Friends don't throw each other under the bus, so to speak. And so I feel like from a father's perspective, I don't know really where to go to make sure that, A, the relationship can cultivate properly, or, B, do I just really keep an eye on the amount of time they spend together? Because, again, I can't change the other person, and it's not my responsibility to try to teach that other person how to make proper relationships, because Mm -hmm. that's not my kid.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's an interesting situation. I mean, in my opinion, the way I parent my kids is I, I'm always looking, and I imagine you do this too, we're trying to teach them how to have relationships for the future, right, how to, and how to be good people as they get older. Right. Well, and, and
1: identify, and identify potential toxic relationships. Like I don't want her spending time cultivating a relationship. That's ultimately a toxic one.
3: Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I would say to keep an eye on it, you know, I would maybe have a conversation. Did you have a conversation with your daughter about what happened with the other girl?
1: My wife did. Yeah. Uh,
3: huh. Was it, And what was the conversation about? Like, was it about telling the truth and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, it was about telling the truth and then also making sure that when you're hanging out with people that you pay attention to the things that they say and the way that they act and making sure that they're acting in your best interest. Because if they're your friend, they will do things the right way, not the wrong way.
3: Mm hmm. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, I think for your daughter this might be an opportunity for her to learn that lesson even more. You know, if if you and your wife are paying attention and and checking in with her and making sure that she's not getting hurt in the relationship in any way, it could be a really powerful way for her to learn, you know, even more deeply why you're teaching her those lessons why it's important to tell the truth why it's important to pay attention to to how other people behave you see what I mean
1: yeah, 100%. Yeah, because that's that's really, I think, probably for me as a dad, my ultimate fear in this particular thing is, you know, A, they're our neighbors, right? They We all got, you know, long-term loans on our houses, so we're all going to be, you know, in the immediate vicinity of each other for a, for a while. So I want to make sure that, you know, we can keep things, you know, copacetic in the neighborhood because mm-hmm. that dynamic is cool. Like, you know, we're, we're cool with their parents and, you know, those types of things. But I also didn't feel the need at that particular time to say anything to their parents parents either, because I felt like if I say something to their parents, they might misconstrue me as trying to tell them how to raise their kid. And I don't want to get in the middle of that. Right.
3: right. I mean, that's always, yeah, <laughs> none of us <laughs> want to do that. Right. Um, and of course, she's only this other girl's only six or seven, I assume. And... The, other,
1: the other girl's eight, actually. She's two years okay. older. Okay. Yeah. And okay. so she has a little bit, she has a little mm-hmm. bit better understanding of um, manipulation than my mm-hmm. daughter does.
3: Mm hmm. But she's still only eight, right? So she still has has plenty of time to learn and grow, and you know, perhaps your daughter can be a great example for her, um, and that would be a beautiful thing. And I and I think also sometimes it's it's great if our kids can learn these kinds of lessons in a very mild, safe way when they're young, because then then they're building that capacity for when they are out in the world by themselves and we're not there to help them so that your daughter has that capacity now to you know to hold on to that and to know in the future um you know to be able to say oh this is a healthy relationship for me this isn't and you're helping her learn how to do that in a safe guided way now
0: so margo in a scenario like ryan was talking about you wouldn't have a conversation with the parents uh, to kind of because uh, I think my I think my resolution or part of it would be to go talk to the parents and kind of you know share the experience to see if they want to discipline if they want to have a talk with their daughter you know I, that
1: yeah and I'll I'll chime in on that and then I want Margot to 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 give us her opinion too. I didn't go do that for the simple fact that, number one, A, I didn't want them to think I was meddling in their parental style – number two it was like the first kind of instance of something like that happening and so mm-hmm. I felt in my head I'm like well let me talk to my kid first and let me give her some tools to maybe manage this for the future and then and then my wife and I talked about it and then the, then our next step was okay now that we've given her some tools to manage that then let's just kind of sit back and see what happens and if it becomes a continuing pattern that can't be mitigated by by my daughter with tools that we help her with mm-hmm. then I think at that point then we would probably go talk to the parents
0: that was my that's our plan okay now margo back to you
3: (laughs) (laughs) i agree with that approach i think again it's it's very 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 tricky to have that kind of conversation with another parent um you know it it just is and so yeah since this was the first time that that happened i would also wait and see um Again, who knows what was going on for that girl on that day? Maybe she was feeling really insecure, that and nervous that it was she it was her first class and her friend was much better than her.
2: Right. You
3: right. know, she could have we don't know what was going on for her and so and again, she's 8, so give her give her the benefit of
1: Being a kid, yeah.
3: Yeah, being a kid and and keep an eye on it and and see what happens.
1: Well, Margo, I really appreciate you uh, joining the radio show today. I want to urge all the listeners out there to go check out her new book, Choose Love, A Simple Path to Healthy, Joyful Relationships. Margo, thank you for being on today.
3: Thank you so much. It was really
1: fun. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Finding Your Frequency right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're the leader in live Internet talk radio. Go check us out all over social media at Radio Ryan 1, at Jeff Spinney 2, at Voice America TRN. And, of course, you can listen to all the podcasts on all your favorite podcast mechanisms like Spotify and iTunes and all that. But you don't need to go there. You can just go to VoiceAmerica.com. Check out everything that you need. I'm Ryan Treasure. I'm Jeff Spinard. And you're finding your frequency right here on Voice America Variety. Stay tuned for next week.